Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Pod on Your Loons. I'm Justin. Pod on Your Loons, this is James. And Pod on the Loons, this is Sam. MLS is back, guys. MLS is yeah, back, baby. baby. I'm excited. We finally, we're finally here. I, ca- I honestly can't believe we're already here. It only seems a few short months ago we were doing a wrap-up season episode, and then we're we're suddenly back. It's just been that space-time continuum of the past two years where just everything is happening all at once, and there's no past, and there's no future, there's no presidents, just all the same. Am I? I'm not. I like sci-fi. I'm not a huge sci-fi guy. Did that make any sense to anyone? I get what you're saying. Yeah, okay. I'm, 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 I'm on the I same mean, wavelength. And, and you know what? If you so, know what's if, different? We started with a point this season, Sam. We we have points. It took us five games to do that last year. Look at us. Just one now point on the road at Philly. You know how long it took us a, to get a point on the, on the road last season? It was uh, seven games before we got a draw. Also one all. Things are looking up, guys. Looking up. It's a new year. We're excited. Good to be back with all of you. We're going to run over some news before we get into our game review. So starting with uh, the first bullet point, we have a transaction that just came in. First round pick. James, you want to tell us about our signing of our first round pick? Yeah, so we uh, officially signed Tani Oluwashei. He's a forward. We signed him to a one-year contract with three optional years. He's the guy's six foot three. Uh, he's big, he's strong, and he's athletic, is what uh, head coach Adrian Heath said. Very, very quick. Maybe the quickest in the club between him and Nico Hansen. So, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty insane. Nigerian-born, uh, Canadian national, played for St. John's, and, uh, yeah, was injured. But uh, you know, if he if he's come back and he's already super super quick, I'm uh, I'm kind of excited to see uh, to see how that goes. I'm pretty sure he's going to be playing in uh, MNUFC two. Man, we need to come up with a better name for that. To so see how it goes. I saw. I don't know if it was on Reddit or some. I think it was Reddit. They were talking about calling MNUFC two the Tunes. I like that. I like don't that. Credit okay. for it. But I, I like it, the tunes. Yeah, because I saw a lot of people say MN2FC as well. That was like the the shortened the shortened version. But I like the okay. tunes. I like the tunes. That's that's good. That would be a good chant, like MN2FC. Yeah, I I could go yeah. with that. Could roll with that. Yeah, I I imagine we see him with the tunes or MN2FC or whatever you want to call them. <laughs> that's what I imagine. I I just kind of want to point out and. We, we talked about this when we did our Super Draft recap, is that we kind of have, you know, it's this isn't the NFL. First round picks, sometimes they work out. Almost always they get a contract. I think they've always gotten a contract. I think even always they get a second year. It's do they last into the third year, right? Like Noah Billingsley, for example. He was on the roster last year. We had drafted him in the year prior by this season. So just what would have been his third season, he is no longer with the loons. So like what kind of, what kind of first round draft pick is this going to be? Is this going to be a Noah Billingsley? Is this going to be a, Oh my gosh. I, I, why? 
Carter Manley. That was who I was thinking of. Is this going to be a Noah, Noah Billingsley? Is this going to be a Carter Manley? Or is this going to be like a, I don't want to say Chase Gasper because he was such an anom- anomaly, but, um, you know, Mason Toy, right? Ma- Mason Toy come, comes alive in his second season, makes an impact with the club. What kind of first round draft pick will he be? You'll have your answer in two years. <laughs> Hold that thought. Hold that thought. I don't know. I mean, you get enough injuries, right? Don't. Things. Don't even. <laughs> you, we, come on. We've been knocking on wood for like over a week and it's clearly not working. And you cause us to need to do it again, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I don't believe in that kind of stuff, but man. Should we fire our new trainer? <laughs> didn't we? Yeah, didn't we fire our old one because we got so many injuries? Like, oh man! If you if you weren't if you weren't paying attention to what happened this week, we uh, we had some training things where we uh, we already have a list of injuries before we even got to before we even got to Philly. We had Will Trap had a hip injury. Chase Gasper had a head injury. I think it was the concussion kind of protocol there around that. Roman Metinier was out with a thigh. Abu Dunladi was out with a thigh. And Jacory Hayes was out with a thigh as well. So hips and thighs and Chase Gasper's concussion was uh, was the name of the game this week. Surely if one person gets a thigh injury, you 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 tone that down a little bit. How do three of them get one? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, man... But, I mean, I get it. It's week one. You know, we'll uh, we'll see what happens. But the good news is we uh, we did manage to come out of this game without any injuries. We did come out of this game with about three yellow cards, though. Yeah, we may need to uh, we may need to slow down on that a little bit, though. Lod Ray and Boxall. Yeah, which Lod like was that like his first yellow card ever? I don't know if he's had one. Yeah, Boxy and Ray tend to. They've definitely gotten them. Not like a lot. Not like they're yellow card prone, but it's not a surprise. So yeah, that was the Minnesota United news. We'll quickly run down our two national teams as well as Aurora before we get to reviewing the Minnesota United at Philadelphia Union game. U.S. men's national team, it was announced that Weston McKinney is going to miss the final three World Cup qualifiers. He's out eight to 12 weeks with a broken foot. That sucks. That sucks a lot. Yeah, that, uh, yeah. That, that didn't look good. I, I don't know about you, Sam, but I think, I think he has been the best player on the national team as of late, right? Like he is just, as a, as a great midfield player, box to box, he's just always involved, always, you know, finding ways to get involved in the game and make stuff happen. And it's going to be hard, hard seeing us have a ton of success without him. But hopefully we have another guy that can step up and make some plays. Yeah, and I, I know the Podligans would have ranked uh, Weston McKinney as their top. I believe they both ranked him as their top player of the qualifier so far. I am confident that the U.S. men's national team does have someone to step up, right? You got to remember that triumph in the Gold Cup was not with the first team, right? Weston McKinney, Christian Pulisic, none of those guys were there for the triumph in the gold cup where the U S men's national team defeated Mexico to claim uh, the 2021 gold cup. So I am confident that there is someone to fill that void. Do I follow the men's national team anywhere near close enough to tell you who that person is? No, <laughs> but I'm confident that they have that person. No. 
but it is tough, right? I do follow the U.S. men's national team close enough to know that in these final three World Cup qualifiers, they're going against some tough teams. So right now they're tied for second with Mexico. Mexico and the U.S. both have 21 points. Canada has 25. In the final three games, they have to play Mexico at Azteca. They get to host Panama, who's in fourth place right now. And then they have to go down to Costa Rica, which all of a sudden is in fifth place with 16 points. Theoretically, Costa Rica is not out of this. All of a sudden, Costa Rica is back in if, say, the U.S. was to struggle and Costa Rica was to keep winning. The U.S. still could get fifth. We're in second right now. We could fall to fifth. There are some tough games ahead. Hopefully, they're getting some wins. Yeah, I'm I'm pumped for that game against Mexico. You know, obviously it's going to hurt to not have Weston McKinney, but our team always plays up for that. Uh, you know, their fans are going to be wild out there. I uh, would love to see Pulisic shush the crowd. That would be great for him to do that in Mexico. We'll see if he's he's got the <laughs> he's got the the I don't know. I guess I can't. It was just a family friendly podcast, but we'll see if he can pull that out. That'd be great. Yeah, and just uh, just a reminder, you have to be top three when all is said and done. Top three to automatically advance the World Cup. Fourth place gets you a playoff, probably against New Zealand. But fourth place would be good enough for a playoff. Fifth place, you're out. Uh, let's touch on the U.S. Women's National Team really quick. They just won the She Believes Cup. Not as exciting of a She Believes Cup um, as we've kind of grown accustomed to, usually we have quite a few like top five teams in this tournament. It's always a four team tournament. Usually we have people like England, Germany, you, you know, some really good teams this time, you know, Czech Republic, New Zealand and Iceland, nothing against any of them, but it's not the same as going against England or Germany. So zero, zero draw against the Czech Republic, followed by a five, zero win against New Zealand, and a 5-0 win against Iceland. That is enough for them to win yet another She Believes Cup. So well done, U.S. Women's National Team. We we do need to talk about that 5-0 win against New Zealand, though. So <laughs> New Zealand and Liverpool defender uh, Michaela Moore managed to score an own goal hat-trick, by the way. Oh, jeez. Wild. That. Which was <laughs> wild. Which was inside the first 35 minutes, she had a hat trick, which was also the three-peat. It was the left foot, the right foot, and she headed an own goal. So she literally had oh. the whole package. I, yeah, yeah, poor yeah. Poor thing. Just poor when thing. it rains, oh, when boy. it rains, it pours. Like that's the perfect, <laughs> the perfect, perfect hat trick. own goal. <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, the U.S. women's national team, you know, only scored two goals in that game, technically. And they're 5-0 win, but, man, that's uh, that's uh, that's rough. <laughs> that's rough. Yeah, good on them, though. But, uh, yeah, I mean, quite a handy win, I think. I don't think they were ever uh, in serious trouble, though. Good on them, indeed. So, let's move on to my club of the moment. Uh, no, nah, Minnesota Aurora. Some news from uh, the women's side as well. Uh, the roster is shaping up. They've signed 12 players. They're doing this really cool thing on Twitter where they basically, for at least the first week, were kind of announcing a player every day, tagging them on Twitter and kind of getting everyone hyped about it, which was, uh, which was really awesome. Tickets for the inaugural season go on sale this week. 
it's going to be the 28th, so the Monday, probably when you're listening to this podcast, uh, for everyone who put in a deposit. And it's going to be the 2nd of March for everyone else. General admission, single game tickets are going to be $13 each. If you put a pre-deposit down, they're going to be $11. Uh, and assigned club seats are $45. And they're going to be $40 if, you, uh, if you're a season ticket holder. 12-game season, six at home, six away from the 26th of May until the 9th of July. And then there's some playoffs. But the Women's League does actually start almost at the start of May. But uh, Minnesota Aurora don't actually play for like the first two weeks of the of the kind of season. So, yeah, should be exciting. Yeah, it should be exciting. Yeah, Justin and I already made an agreement that he's going to pick up some Aurora tickets. I'm going to pick up some Loons tickets. It'll, yeah, it'll because... Be- they they play uh, they basically start and then Minnesota plays one game and goes on a month long break. So there's not a lot of uh, there's not a lot of football from uh, the Loons in that in basically in the entire time that Aurora has most of their games. So that works. yeah, I, I made the deposit for season tickets. Uh, so you know, obviously, I don't know if I'm going to go to all six, but but I'll go to a bunch of them and it'll be exciting to see exciting to see what they got and. And see what we have in store. I, I've been excited to see. It's a lot of local college players uh, and some people from out of state. And then the the big famous goalie. I'm excited to see here, Sarah Fuller. Right, that's yep. her name. Sarah Fuller, first woman to score points in Power Five football when she kicked a field goal for uh, kicked an extra point, I think, for uh, Vanderbilt. Yeah, so we have a celebrity on the team. Again, in the space-time continuum, I thought that that story was like last year, and apparently it was like two years ago. So yeah, it was uh, December twenty twenty. She uh, she made an extra point. Space-time continuum, man. And now she's our goalkeeper. That's pretty sick. Yep. So the the funniest yep, no. thing was she uh, she got uh, basically announced, and then is obviously having to move from Texas to Minnesota. So the first thing she posted on Twitter was, "Minnesotans, have you got any taco recommendations?" like taco place recommendations because uh texas girl needs some help yeah and i have a place i really like for tacos and i took nate there the other day so nate from the pod begins who's been on this show talking about the timbers occasionally he and i are on the same school board and after a school board meeting we i I needed to catch some dinner quick i had a class that night so i take him to this taco place and I, I had forgotten that he lived in Mexico for a while, but he has a very high bar for Mexican food. And I really liked this place. He was like, yeah, it's pretty solid. He was like, I like that they put real pineapple in their pastor, um, was what he said. He said that that was kind of his litmus test for how authentic a place is. But he, but he still was only willing to call it all right. So now I'm a little bit nervous to recommend any place I like to Sarah. Vault. <laughs> what what what, so what now, taco place? What taco place? It was uh, so it's in New Hope. It's called AZ Taco Co. I really like it. I think it's amazing. And Nate said that it passed his litmus test, but was was uh, not willing to call it amazing. Like uh, he, he said, it was fine. He said it was good. I'll try. I'll try it, Sam, and I'll 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 give you some good feedback. Okay. Well, Sarah Fuller, if you're listening, keep listening. And uh, when, when we get Justin, he's not listening. <laughs> you never know. 
You never. Uh, I have this great place. Uh, there's a couple of them actually in St. Paul, Sarah. Uh, Taco Bell. Have you ever <laughs> been there before? They have a great menu. Uh, hey, you can get come at on, late man. night times. That was a dad no. joke. No, <laughs> that I was have a dad I, joke. I actually have a lot of. I, I I didn't put it. I wasn't back on Twitter yet when she was doing that. So maybe I'll find a way to. Maybe we'll get her on the show and I can give her a recommendation. Let's make that happen, guys. I'll I'll say let's make that happen, James. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll uh, I'll reach out and see if uh, see if she wants to be on the show. We can get All celebrities. Right, let's, let's talk about the game. <laughs> we can get celebrities. So far, our, so far, our celebrities where we had the Sounders fan of the year on. <laughs> That's true. Hey, you know what? You're you're laughing. That's great. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. That's good. I was yeah. Shout I was, out I guess we had, hey, we had PA Loon on. That was pretty big. Yeah, Twitter celebrity. I'm there for it. Yeah, yeah. He he uh, he actually also. I've been chatting to him. He uh, he also buys mystery football shirts like I do as well, uh, and he's got some absolute crackers. Yeah, he's got uh, he's got some really really just crazy shirts as well. So uh, yeah, we uh, we bonded over that. We have uh, we have uh, an interest in just buying random shirts that come in a box. There we go. How many do you have so far, James? I think I have two, but then I also bought like a bunch of kits. Like I have the Finland kit with Lod's name on it, like the beautiful white one with the like blue and black kind of cross yeah, on it. You showed us that one, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've also got the Arsenal one, the England away, uh, the Loons, and then the the mystery shirts. I have FC Cologne from the Bundesliga, and I have uh, Santos from uh, Brazil, like the club that uh, I think Neymar used to play for them, Pele played for them. Like they're the super famous. So, yeah. But I have a problem where most of my kits are white. Both of the kits that I got sent in the mystery box are white kits. The Finland kits are white kit. The Loons is the is the drift white kit. So, yeah, I got to start getting a, bit, a little bit more color into my uh, into my kit locker. Well, you got to become a forward Madison fan then, right? <laughs> yeah. Did you see their warm up? Did you see their uh, preseason shirt? Oh, they had a preseason kit that looked uh, real nice. It looks and- great, and like th- this is the only thing I have to say, and I say this out of love. Um, you know, I, I love my home city. <laughs> I, I love calling myself a Ford Madison fan. If, uh, you know, they're not quite there with the loons for me. I don't follow them as closely, but I, I do appreciate some Mingos. The joke was last year that they had more kits than they had wins. And right, like the kits are nice, but, <laughs> and I say this out of love, m- maybe there's enough kits. Uh <laughs> Well, whoa, whoa, whoa. They, they have a preseason. What is it called? It's officially the uh, preseason shirt, uh, the preseason match top, and they did win their first preseason game 2-0. So technically, they yeah, are. It was against a university, but yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> you, take, you take those wins. I say they should do a new jersey until they lose, <laughs> which might be one game. And, and props to them. Like, all their kits look amazing. Uh, I mean, there have been a few where I'm like, okay, not for me. But, like, mostly, like, if I followed them as closely as I follow Minnesota United, where Minnesota United, I'm buying I'm buying kits on, on sale even if I don't really like the kit. If I followed Mi- Ford Madison anywhere near as closely as I follow Minnesota United, I would be broke because they, they release, like, five to ten a year. That's not a joke. They... 
They released at least five last year. Genuinely released at least five. (laughs) And they all look great. Like they haven't really had a dud. They've had a few that aren't for me, but they haven't had a total just dud yet. I mean, props to them. Just let's, let's have more wins than kits this year for the love of God. All right. Not a win that we're going to talk about, but it was a draw. It was a good draw. Minnesota United goes to Philadelphia, gets the first goal of the season. The very not not just the first goal for Minnesota United, but the first goal for all of the MLS. That's awesome. I don't think we've done that before. Results in a one-one draw at Philadelphia Union. That is awesome. Take it away, Justin. Yeah. Uh, so we played them last year. The last that's the last time we played against them, and it was a three-two win on October twentieth, twenty twenty-one. If you remember, it was a crucial win against a good team during a playoff race that helped us keep the keep the hope alive, keep the dream alive. That eventually led to our playoff presence. Philadelphia, though they were they were also a playoff team. They lost two to one to New York City FC in the Eastern Conference Finals. So we know this is a good team. Uh, going into the season, there's a lot of support for them, a lot of you know hype saying that maybe they're one of the best teams in the East. So it's a good good team to see if we're good against, right? And, and I mean, get a one one draw. It's nice. And I mean, like the thing as well is that they lost two one, but they had what like ten players out or eight players out to COVID or something. So oh, that's right, I forgot about like, that. They really, really would have probably beaten New York City FC as well and made it to the final because. They lost 2-1 to a team when they had like three regular starters or something. So, yeah, it was uh, real good to kind of see us against a team that, you know, most definitely normally would have made the the MLS Cup final. All right. Uh, So next we'll talk about the lineup. So we had two debuts in the return of Mr. 25 goals. Uh, So our goalkeeper was Miller. In the back line, we had Debassi, Boxall, Kalman, and uh, O'Neill Fisher starting on the right-hand side for uh, Ramon Metinair. He's a Jamaican national that we signed from the LA Galaxy in the offseason. In the midfield, we had Hassani Dotson and Kervin Ariaga, the Honduran national that we signed from Marathon this summer, or this this winter, excuse me, who came in for uh, <laughs> Thinking Will like Trapp. Australia. Thinking know, like right? Australia, you know. Uh, <laughs> he played for Will Trapp, who... I knew we knew he was banged up a little bit, but it kind of came by surprise that he was off the team. Uh, but it was good to see Curvin play. Uh, then our attacking midfield was Franco Fragapane, Reynoso, and Lode. And Mr. 25 Goals himself started at striker Luis Amaria. What'd you think of this lineup, James? I think uh, I liked it. I mean, that that top four is uh, is really interesting. I think we're going to have a problem if we are paying someone a ridiculous amount of money. And they got an entire seven minutes on the pitch. I think that's probably going to be an issue going forward. But one of the things that I do like is that we did start, you know, we played a 4 2 3 1, which we basically played the whole of last year. But there was a report I saw on Twitter that said that Adrian Heath had been working with a 3 5 2. They've been doing a lot of training behind the scenes with 3-5-2 and a lot of other kind of formations as well. Like not just that, kind of another one with like two strikers and kind of just just like a 4-4-2 and a 4-3-3 and just kind of like messing around with things because I really think a 3-5-2 would work for us because Anu is, 
you know, not a striker that plays by himself very well. Uh, and Amaria needs someone to feed the ball to him, right? So for these guys, I, I like this lineup, but I also think that, you know, I think we need a better formation to really get the best out of our team because you can't have, you know, Bongo and Unu and Amaria and, you know, whoever else, you know, Fragapane is technically a forward, lots of forward. Like, you've got to find a way to, to fit all these guys in. So I like a I like a 3-5-2 where we kind of have Fragapane, Reynoso, and Lod kind of in the as part of that five. And then you have Amaria and Anu, kind of Anu playing off Amaria. Yeah, and, they, and and I think the article, if we read the same one, it talked about how, or it was a tweet, whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, but but Heath had brought up that like that's kind of what the league is shifting to is these three center back formations, and kind of the only way to the kind of only way to beat that is if you have more firepower up front, and you're almost doing the same thing, right? Yeah. And uh, we we have wing backs, like we know that 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 that's how Roman Manera wants to play. Even Chase Gasper, right, likes to play up. They kind of they're both of them are guys that can play the whole length of the field and and attack, and we do ha- we have three quality center backs right. I, I know, you know Brett Coleman often was the bench the bench you know guy last year, but when he had opportunities to play, he showed he could. And yeah, I'm I'm interested to see what we try. You know, it's you you got to find success, and if and if what you're doing is not working, you got to find a way to change it, right? So uh, happy to hear that Heath is experimenting and thinking about doing <laughs> other things. Uh, even if he kind of just still stuck with his normal stuff, but you know, all those injuries, it's kind of hard to throw to a, a brand new formation as well. Yeah. Especially when, uh, yeah, you're right. Like, especially with the injuries, it, it's, you know, and you, like, where do you start on El Fisher? If you, <laughs> you know, or where do you kind of, if you don't have Roman Metané and you don't have Chase Gasper and you don't have right. Will Trap, well, actually, yeah, your three, five, two probably isn't going to be very strong anyway. So, yeah, and look at the end of the day, we you know, we got a one-all draw, so that that kind of clearly works, and we had opportunities to to make it, you know, better than that. But yeah, we then at the seventy-eighth minute, we uh, we subbed on uh, Bongo for Franco, so uh, it was good to see uh, it was good to see some playing time there. So we're already getting the South African uh, involved, which is nice. And then yeah, eighty-fourth minute, we sub on Adrian Nunu for uh, Luis Maria. It's just yeah. You give the guy like seven minutes when he's your highest paid DP. I mean, if you're new, you're basically getting you're, you're sitting on the bench getting paid a lot of money. But and and Amaria, how much of training camp was he here? Right, Hanu was here the whole time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's rough. But oh. I think uh, Adrian Hanu already had a shot, right? So I think he because uh, his expected his expected goals is like. 1.65 because he literally played seven minutes and had a shot. So it's like just super. So, you know, what What I will say about Hanu is talk about the professionalism that he's showing right now. This is weird. We're all saying it's weird. We're all saying it's weird that our highest paid player wasn't going with the starters during preseason, is only playing a handful of minutes in the first game of the season. Luis Amaria already starting over him, even though Amaria has been here for a few days. Talk about the professionalism that you're seeing from Hanu. You know, you haven't heard a negative word come out of his mouth. 
I, I know he's been friendly on on Twitter with the Loons fans. I saw him. I, I forget who it was, but someone someone said, "Okay, which Loons player do I get their name on the back of my jersey?" And Hanu responded saying, "Hey, do me." And then he was like, "How about an autograph in French?" And Hanu said, "Of course." So like yeah. Hanu's Hanu is positive. He comes onto the pitch. It was clear that he wanted to get that game winning goal. He had n- not a not an ounce of apathy in him. I don't know. This doesn't seem like a Chacon situation. This doesn't seem like a Calvo situation. I know I said this last week. I like what I'm seeing. I'm confused too, but I like what I'm seeing. Yeah, and I mean, you know, we we forget that before we signed Adrian Hanu, he also barely played, you know, any minutes in France either, right? Like he he barely played for the last half season before we signed him. So, you know, he also wasn't get playing time there. And I think, you know, like we talked about, we're looking at formation changes and I think that's going to, that's going to really help him. I mean, he was on the pitch for seven minutes. He had a shot, which was also a shot on target. Right. So like I said, he didn't come out here to just, to just mess around. He really, he really went for it. You know, Bongo had a shot as well. So, you know, these guys were were coming out there with intent, and I think that that's good. You know, especially when when it's one all. But yeah, you're right. Like the guy is taking it really well for someone who, you know, was starting behind Abu Dinladi, <laughs> and then when he got injured and we we signed Louis Amaria back, he like slotted in in front of him as well. So yeah, I think uh, I think it'll work out that it that it will work out for Hanu, but. Uh, I mean, it's just kind of sitting there with with patience at the moment, I guess, kind of just taking it all in. I mean, Adrian Adrian Heath knows who he is. He's knowing how much money that they're paying him, right? So, you know, he knows the kind of quality that he can be. So, I don't think that it's uh, I don't think that it's kind of one of those things where we, like you said, it's not a Chacon situation. Like we know how good this guy is, but also if it's not the right fit for him in our formation. Like we, like you shouldn't be playing him anyway. Yeah, I, I'm still willing to trust the process. All right, on to the stats. So possession, Philadelphia led possession 53% to our 47%. Philadelphia had five of 19 shots on target for 26%. Uh, we had five of 13 for 38%. So I don't know about you guys, but it's good to see that we have a better percentage of, of shots on target than Thank our God. opponent. <laughs> uh, and it wasn't like two of 20. And then expected goals, uh, Philadelphia had 0.9 and we had 1.1. So we also won the expected goals game. Yeah, not not a bad expected goals tally for a 1-1 game. That's uh, That's pretty accurate. A lot of times we see these expected goals score lines that look nothing like what actually happened, but for a one-one game, that's pretty close. Yeah, and I mean, we uh, we looked pretty good. I mean, you, you kind of go down the list, and Lod had four shots of which one was on target. Luisa Maria had three shots of which two were on target. Kervin Ariaga had two shots. Ray had a shot. Franco had a shot. Bongo, Adriana knew these guys all had shots. So, you know, we weren't afraid. We had, what, seven players who took shots. So, yeah, I mean, we had guys that weren't afraid to pull the trigger, and I think that's kind of really, really important considering what happened last year with how few goals we scored. It's good to see that kind of everyone is willing to just, 
you know, have a go and, and let it loose kind of in the first game. It's uh, it's a positive sign. I mean, we looked really good early. Like we looked attacking early. We looked we looked strong, uh, which is kind of what we did against Portland, right? And then, you know, we just we petered out in the <laughs> basically after we scored in the playoffs. But you know, we kept you know we kept going throughout the the whole the whole kind of thing. Not only right at the start, but like we said with Hanu, seven minutes left, coming on already, getting a shot. Bongo having a shot. So. Yeah, I think it was a much more. Uh, I think it was a much more positive, positive first game, uh, kind of beginning to this season than uh, than last season. But uh, yeah, we talk about this game. We uh, we like I said, we we started attacking early, and then in the twenty third minute, we got on the board. Robin Lodd with the the Robin Hood celebration. We're not going to forget that this year. Uh, assisted by Franco Fragapane, a beautiful, beautiful run down down the left and a cross in. Amaria dummy run through the box to open up Lod, who uh, who smashed it in. Like I said, Sam, first goal the whole MLS 2022 season. Lod also scored our first goal in the 2021 season. Um, so he's like been on the board first for us two seasons in a row. He scored nine yep. goals this year. He's already on one so far this year. I'm, uh, I'm hoping that he can get to double figures. Well, and I think it's, I think it's six more until he has the club record, which is a pretty interesting. That yeah, that's, that's awesome. pretty interesting. Young yeah. club, but but a, that's a fun record for him to get. Yeah, so Con- Quintero considering has it right now, Quintero has it right now. So yeah, considering that Robin Lud didn't score much at all in 2019, so all these goals came 2020 or 2021 to have him be only six away from catching Quintero's record. That's awesome. Yeah. And back to Fragapane, what a, Oh, that was just beautiful. You know, like the, the move that he makes to get past his defender after whoever, whoever sent the ball down to him, just gorgeous. And then he runs into the box and does, you know, a back pass to, to Lud. It was just beautiful. Fragapane showing everyone how good he is right off the jump tallied his first assist right that was his thing last year is just always setting the table for other guys uh it was it was fun i i know we talked maybe i don't know if we talked about it in the pod but we talked about it uh on on whatsapp we talked about how equal equal time is that the the twitter account had him as one of their top five wingers their top five left wingers in like the mls and x extra time yeah extra time sorry yeah uh, but but having him as one of the top five wingers in the game, great to see him get that national recognition. Hopefully he gets more. Uh, if he continues to have plays like this and assists like this, I think we will. Yeah, and then, man, that, that, 35, that 35th minute goal by Philadelphia, the equalizer, to make it 1-1, it was beautiful. Uh, Corey Burke equalizes in the 35th minute off of a cross. Yeah, I think Minnesota United could have maybe cleared it a little bit better prior to the cross happening, but there there was no defending that goal going in. Yeah, I mean, you're right. Like we did, we have like there wasn't much we can do. It just went over Tyler Miller's uh, Tyler Miller's hands and then just got dumped in the back of the net. So yeah, it was uh, it was one all, and then you know we played out a very entertaining rest of the game, even if we you know, didn't manage to win. But I think the the slightly concerning point is that we conceded 11 corners uh, and we only had two. So. Which we at least had games like that last year. 
I, I forget if that was a trend last year or if there were just examples of games like that, but that that's definitely happened before. And and to only give up one goal in eleven corners, good for our defense, right? <laughs> yeah. Thank God. <laughs> we uh yeah, at least we managed to uh avoid avoid kind of that situation. So Yeah, I think both teams were happy to come out with the point. You know, I think that we definitely I, I think Philadelphia knew that that we were we had we were pretty close to winning, you know, pretty close to getting a, a goal ahead, especially towards the end where we we kind of caught fire again when we got some subs and we'll we'll talk about that a little bit later when we talk about the new guys, but there were chances, but to come away with a point on the road against a tough Eastern Conference opponent, you'll take it. Yeah, absolutely. I think both teams can look back and think about the chances that they had and that they wish that they converted. But at, at the end of the day, I think 1-1 is fair. I, I think especially if you're Minnesota United being on the road to Philly, as we've already stated, you're going to take the point. And I, I know a lot of people are like, oh, that's a that's a weak mentality, man. You got to go in thinking you're going to win. And of course, we're, we go in thinking that we're going to win. But realistically, you're on the road, first game of the season. You're at the second best team in the Eastern Conference, you know, at least according to last year's standings. The previous year's Supporter Shield winners. One of your best players missed a ton of the ton of the offseason because he was like doing military stuff for Finland. One of your best players spent the offseason in legal trouble in Argentina. You had a couple of players in your starting lineup that weren't even signed until like a handful of days ago in Ariaga and uh, Amaria. Amaria, it's his first time playing in the league since 20, like summer 2020. So there, there is a lot here that wasn't necessary. You know, when we talk about mid-season form, you say mid-season form to, de- to describe when you're just like a well-oiled machine and you're just in the zone and you're just doing things the way you want to do them. We're not in mid-season form. We're really in early season form. And to get a 1-1 draw at Philadelphia, man, I'll take it. I'll take it. And if anyone out there is feeling anything other than positive, I don't know. I personally don't know what to say about that. I feel pretty good. And I don't think I have a weak mentality by any means, but I feel pretty good. Yeah, it's a long season. You know, and, and these are the games where I think if we would have looked at the schedule, we probably would have said it's either a draw or a loss, right? Like, I mean, not, you know, obviously you want to hope that you have a chance to win every game, but but realistically, that's just not how it works out, right? So good start to the season. Uh, we got another tough one we'll talk, we'll talk about later. Uh, we have another tough one coming up this weekend, but I liked what I saw. Nothing really to worry about. We scored a goal, right? That's what we talked about all off season. Like <laughs> we got to be able to score a goal. And our boy Robin Lowe did it to pull out that arrow. It was great. Some goals. Uh, I went back on the I went back on the stats, by the way, while we were uh, chatting. Uh, Robin Lowe got one yellow card for the entirety of last year, so oh, he's already go. matched <laughs> his yellow card total. He's feeling a little sassy this season. Yeah, and he, as far as I can tell, and like it's hard to find MLS stats on this, considering that some count national cups and playoffs and some don't for how many goals you've scored but as far as i can tell he is now on 19 goals for the club which puts him fourth all time 
So above him is Christian Ramirez on 21. So he's got two goals to catch Ramirez. Kevin Molino is on 25 and Darwin Quintero is on 27. So if he scores, if he matches last season's total and he scores another nine goals this season, he will draw level with Darwin Quintero. Also, I, last I year, I think, I think, you're you're right. Like, do you count the MLSs back? Do you count the playoffs? Like, do you count the US Open Cup? There's a lot of ways to measure this, but I think officially the number is smaller than nine. I'm pretty sure I saw that the number was six because I remember seeing it and thinking, wow, that's really attainable. Hmm, okay, interesting. And and not yeah, not, not to give too much credit to Grant. Right, we we love the guy. We, we <laughs> love we love the guy. He's entertaining as hell. Um, he's entertaining as hell. Him and Alex on the Dummy Run, uh, great podcast. Not to give too much attention to another podcast, even as as much as we as much as we love that podcast. I'm pretty sure it's only six. Pretty sure it's only six. Okay. Well. Um, yeah, it's good. He's even closer. Also, last season we talked about goals. Yeah, a lot. Last season was the first season where our top goal scorer didn't hit double digits. Okay. So, makes we need sense. To, uh, the, the, goal, the goals were dry last year. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, all time, our top goal scorer in a season has been Christian Ramirez, who scored 14 in the first season we were in the MLS. No one has ever gotten to 14 since. So. Yeah, and I, I mean... And you weren't around for that season, but <laughs> I mean, <laughs> our strategy basically was, and 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 this this is going to sound foreign to anyone that has come into the loons since the first two seasons. But the strategy back then was to win five to four, basically. If if you could <laughs> score five goals and only let in four, you'd probably win. That that was essentially our strategy. Um, in those first couple of seasons. It was it was a mess, but you know what? We had fun. Some good memories were made. So guys, how do we feel about the new guys? So b- back to back to this most recent game. We had three players make their debut for us. We had Kervin Ariaga, we had O'Neill Fisher, and we had Bangi Langwane. How do we feel about the three of them? Uh Ariaga looks nice. Uh, I know, I don't know about you, Sam and James, but when that free kick happens and he's lining up with Reynoso, no way in the world do I think that Ariaga is going to take it. And he almost puts it away off the crossbar. Just, just gorgeous. Uh, and then he also just was all over the place as we, we talked about, like that was, you know, what we were told about him is he's going to be everywhere. And he was. So I'm looking forward to see what happens going forward with him. But it was a good, good first impression. Yeah, very good first impression. I, you know, the the free kick you were talking about, he was inches away from just a legendary Minnesota United play that we would just never forget. We'd probably make t-shirts about it. It was that good. Just inches away from that. Like, think about the Reynoso free kick against Seattle in the Western Conference final and how nuts we all went. Not not that it not that the stakes were the same, but just the beauty of what almost was, yeah. That was awesome. And then yeah. just 
his physical ability. I didn't realize how fast he was. I didn't realize how big he was. Right? Like we got a dude. We got we we got a man dude. But yeah, he uh, <laughs> yeah, I agree. That free kick was filth. I was uh oh man, I was so gutted that didn't go in because that was just so fantastic. But yeah, he looks real good. If uh, if he uh, if he if he continues in uh, in this vein, I think it's going to be uh, super super exciting and, uh, and and a really good pickup for us as well. So yeah, I mean, when when Will Trap gets back healthy, like who do you think we have to switch out if Ariaga keeps up this? Do we switch out Dodson? Do we? Because I think Dodson had a had a shot that wasn't too far away as well, right? So and also did some work. So yeah. Or, I mean, maybe Minnesota United becomes a team where we just don't have a optimal starting 11 that we look for every week when we tune in. That's a good thing. It's oh, a- Sam, that would be wild. Wait, wait, you just, you wait, wait, you play guys for situations, not just this is all we got, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not just this is our 11, and if someone's hurt, we slide in this guy. Like, maybe we'll do one sub. You know, who knows if we're feeling crazy. Yeah. Uh, Fisher, I, I mean, I, so I was, I was complaining to Sam, and I also saw some people on, on Loon's Twitter complaining about this too. The, uh, the, tele- the telecast was awful. Uh, it was way too zoomed in. The camera was super shaky. I couldn't make out player numbers. So, uh, I could it not also find. It was really sunny. Yeah, that's true. That's part of it, and we're wearing the blue kits, right? So, uh, the but blue I kits not... looked white. The blue kits yes. looked white. <laughs> <laughs> so o- O'Neill Fisher didn't. I could not find his number ninety-one jersey, but I guess with the defender, that's a good. Like that might be a good thing if I didn't notice him, right? So uh, it would be much different if he was getting roasted on the on his side. So he held his own. Uh, looked like a good depth piece. I don't know about, did, did either of you guys have anything to say about him? Other than he looked the part. Uh, there there were yeah. there were the occasional like skirmishes where you would see him and another player kind of, you know, going head to head again for a ball. And he, he looked the part. He didn't appear to be outmatched. He appeared to be confident. He obviously has been in the league for a while. He's a Jamaican international. He, he felt right. comfortable. When we signed him, it was uh, incoming MLS vet. And that is yeah. definitely what he was. He was a guy that's played in this league before and knows knows what to do. Yeah. I thought he looked the part. Yeah, I don't have much to add. He uh, he looked good. <laughs> yeah, he uh he was solid, so I'm exciting to uh to kind of see uh to see what uh, what he has going forward. And then uh lastly it's uh Facebook and Instagram and Twitter's favorite South African. We had uh we had Bongi, Bongo, however you wanna wanna pronounce it. He uh, he looked good. I he saw, almost uh, he almost had a real nice goal. He, yeah, he, when he when he walked it in, he walked it in past three dudes and then shoots it wide left. Ooh, oh man, that look that would have taken the roof off. I, I can tell you that much. Oh man, uh, he he looked good though. Like he looked quick as well. Um, well and. Did did you guys see the Andy Greeter thing where there was a note that's so Bongi comes in in like the 78th minute and finishes out the game. And then there was this Andy Greeter note saying that initially he was 
projected to start on the right wing in place of, I don't know, Robin Lud. And you're just like, what? <laughs> what? Wait, you know, did they clear, did they clarify that though? I assumed it would have been, he would have played instead of Ariaga, right? Cause it was all tied to whether or not Ariaga could play. I think that's what I saw, Sam. I, yeah, I, 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 guess, I believe, I, I believe. But anyway, Ariaga, right? They, but. they thought about having him play, right? They starting. Well, and even if he was going to start instead of Ariaga, and I guess I didn't realize at the time that Hayes was also hurt, but even if he would have started in place of Ariaga, I'm still just kind of like, what? I, <laughs> cause we, <laughs> we hear about Longwane and how he, how he can play like any attacking role. So does, does he go in instead of Ariaga? That doesn't make total sense to me. Does he play instead of Robin Lud? That doesn't make total sense to me. I guess what I'm getting at here is that things are going to happen that don't make sense. And I am really excited about that because again, not to, just reiterate my last point I made is that we are so used to just this optimal starting 11. And if this guy is out, this guy goes in. If this guy is out, this guy goes in. I think we're on the verge of, we don't know what's going to happen. Just sit down and enjoy the ride. And that's exciting to me. Yeah. And so, so I found what you were talking about. Basically, Andy Greta said that uh, Cal Williams shared on the broadcast that Bongi was expected to start on the right-hand side instead of Kervin Ariaga, but Ariaga's visa paperwork cleared literally just in time so that he could start instead. Okay, so it was Ariaga, which... Okay, so Ariaga played more in the midfield, but still, that's awesome. But he looked good for he a 21-year-old kid that was, you know, just just you know, got into this league, looked real nice. Definitely looking forward to seeing more from him. <coughs> I mean, I, uh, I think, uh, <laughs> talking about seeing, seeing more from the loons, we, uh, Vegas and the MLS, they don't like us, man. They, uh, they don't, they don't think, uh, they don't rate us at all, which is just, just like Adrian wants James. Just like Adrian loves it. He's like, yes, the underdog, the underloon. So BetMGM has us the 12th best odds at uh, plus 2,500 to win the MLS Cup. I'm sure those people who are familiar with betting understands what that means because I have no idea what that means. So it means it means you bet if you bet $100, James, you will win $2,500. Okay. That's all right. So Justin. Not great. So- <laughs> Someday after school is out and my kids are in daycare, should we go on a day trip to Iowa and yes. that bet? <laughs> yes. I, I am not a better, but that sounds like a nice like bros day out. I mean, so you bet a dollar, you would win $25. You know, if, if you're not you're not comfortable spending a hundred, but uh those are not good odds though, James. Twenty five hundred is not good odds. No, I mean, we're, we're tied with Nashville and uh, 2021 MLS Cup runner-up Portland. Man, you have to really not rate Portland if you if they get to the final and you still rate them at 2,500. Um, I won't even say it. I won't, I won't even say it. <laughs> it's, the terrible, it's the terrible jerseys, isn't it? Sam. <laughs> we, wanna, we want people to listen to our podcast, Sam. <laughs> no, no, no. And I, Can't I, keep ripping on it. I... I and and I got a shout out later. I got a shout out later. So, um, 
Yeah, Twitter Twitter was very split on that. But uh, at first, they have tied. They have three teams that have tied first: New, uh, New England Revs, Seattle Sounders, and LAFC are all tied uh, first at plus seven hundred. LAFC for a team that missed the playoffs. I don't like. Am I missing something here that they they keep, they have money right? They keep, they have they're paying a lot for their DPS. They have talent right? Like, but it's it's the the picture that you see. I'm trying to do the visual, but it's it's the meme of like the horse where it looks perfect on the front end and then it's like a stick figure on the back end. <laughs> yeah. That's their team, right? So like they just have they are so stacked up front, but they're gonna like like Sam talked about the old ways of Minnesota United, like they, they're gonna win five to four. Yeah, I mean that's uh, <laughs> such a great visual. Yeah, I mean a lot of people really like that jersey as well. And we talked about this jersey episode. A lot of people really like that jersey, and I just don't understand it. Um, well, and but also the, L- the LAFC the, one? Yeah, the one with the logo LA, in the oh. middle. I, Twitter, for some reason, Twitter really likes that, and I don't understand why. They, they also hate ours, so it's okay. Yeah, it's, as long as you like your own jersey, that's all that matters, right? Yeah, yeah, like like what you like, don't don't like what you don't like. And uh yeah, I I don't know. Like I love when England puts their puts their shield in the middle. I think that's sweet. Yeah, I have a I have an England shirt where they do put their shield in the middle, and I I also think it looks great. It's also we're like the only country. If you look at all of the like all of the jerseys when international teams play, there's always their flag and the opposing team's flag. Like somewhere and then the date that they play on the jersey england never does that we never put anyone else's flag on our jersey we only have our own crest there we are all that matters yeah we are only us but i mean like uh lafc were no slouches i mean they they won their they won their first game three nil carlos vela scored a scored a hat trick against colorado so you know who was who was real good last year yeah, people think Colorado top four again, right? So, yeah. In, in a parody league, you can't just expect like the same teams that were good last year to be good the following year. You can't just expect teams that had a down year to continue to be down. Things change up a lot. LAFC has been kind of a sleeping giant the past two seasons. This could be the year that they rise back up and really make some noise again. That's what makes the MLS exciting. Also, sorry, sorry, Rapids. Uh, the Western Conference winners uh, from, from last season. I forgot that they won the Western Conference because the Sounders choked. But yeah, to get done three 0 by a team that finished ninth out of thirteen is uh, yeah, hectic. Well, everyone, let's let's kind of wrap things up. So coming up Saturday, March fifth, oh, already March. Wait, hold on, Sam. We didn't. So James did bring up he's, he said he was going to talk about two things. We didn't talk about the other thing yet. Yeah, and finally uh, we talked about Vegas, but we didn't talk about MLS.com, which put out a season preview, and they weren't very nice to us. Their panel predicted that we would be the highest we would finish. Matt Doyle predicted we would finish fifth in the West, uh, and there were quite a few people, including uh, Andrew. Is it Weeby? I think it's Weeby. Yeah. Yeah, Andrew Weeby, who had us ninth. There were quite a few people who had us ninth. And I at least one of them responded to a Minnesota United fan that was kind of tweeting at him and said, 
Yeah, guys, I spent like four minutes on this. <laughs> <laughs> and and that, that kind of goes to the whole thing about it's it's a parody league. It, it it really is. You don't know how things it's it's a hard league to predict. I mean, you can look yeah. at how the money is being spent, but how is the team being put together is really is really more what it's all about in this league more than any. So I, I wouldn't be too down. I think we're pretty high on Minnesota United, but I don't know. Do I think we're going to be higher than fifth? Yeah. Could we be fifth again? Of course. That was what we were last time. Do I think we're going to be as low as ninth? No. Right? No. But we did. That would, almost, that would suck. <laughs> that would suck big time. Yeah, we, that would be I mean, we were one LA Galaxy goal away from being eighth last year, right? True. True. Yep. And now Nashville is in the West. So, like, could it happen? Yeah, it could. Yeah, I feel I feel a bit miffed that uh, like the third best team in the East got moved to the West. Like, why couldn't have we have got someone like I don't know Toronto? Or like someone just not as good. <laughs> well, and and this is the other. Well, and we don't want Toronto over here. They just uh, uh, they just signed that Italian guy. True, that Italian guy. I'm saying that because I don't know how to say his name. I can picture his name, but I don't know how to Lorenzo, say it. Lorenzo Lorenzo Insignia. Yeah, uh, did I say it right? Yeah, uh, Insignia. I think. Yeah, Insignia. But like, he's not even coming until like halfway through the season, right? I don't know. Coming into Toronto. They're in the East. But what what I'm (laughs) what I'm getting at is in the weeds. This this is another thing about whenever you read like the national MLS, uh, the national MLS sources, is they always really hype up the East. Like I think MLS.com put out their tiered rankings, and the East had like three teams in tier one and the West only had one team in, in tier one. And I'm like, that's just, that's just not fair. Right. Because the West is the stronger conference of the two, the East. Yes. Like new England had a great season. NYCFC, they, they won the whole thing Um, unexpectedly, but they won the whole thing. Philly um, supporter shield winners just two seasons ago. I, I get that there are some big hitters in the East and there's probably some sleeping giants in the vein of Atlanta United as well. But there's a lot of like, uh, I don't know, Cincinnati, right? There's a lot of Cincinnati over there. Chicago lot- into Miami, <laughs> Charlotte. Like I, I do think that the West is the stronger conference. And I, I think because we have teams like Minnesota, Real Salt Lake, Kansas City, teams that are in small, what by American standards are small market teams. I think that a lot of those teams maybe get overlooked. Even Portland. Portland's not that big. It's like Portland's smaller than Minneapolis. It's not a big sports market. It's a great, it's it's an MLS powerhouse, but it's not a big sports market. So I think we have a lot of good teams that are from, less sexy of cities and i say that in the best way possible considering that i live in one of those (laughs) yeah i mean you you talk about it the eastern conference right was new england scored 73 points last year and philadelphia was second with 54 all of our top four teams scored more than 54 points last year 
So New England was like way above Colorado by like 12 points. But Colorado, the Sounders, Sporting Kansas City, and Portland all scored more points than Philadelphia, who came second in the East. So like our talent is just spread over more teams because like you say, we don't really have New England scoring 73 and Cincinnati scoring 20, (laughs) right? Like that's a 53-point gap and our gap is 31 points between Colorado and the, the Dynamo who scored 30 points. So like overall, we just have more talent, so I think. Well, yeah. Well, so that that was week one of the MLS coming up Saturday, March 5th. Nashville comes here. Justin's going to be there. Yeah. You're going to be wearing a scarf, mate. It's a 50% chance of one to three inches of snow. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to wear my parka over my over my Hassani Dotson jersey. Uh, Yeah, I'm looking I'm looking forward to it. Are you in the Wonderwall or do you got seats? I went supporter section for this. So okay. uh, stand and stand huddle huddle near my wife or whoever I bring, I guess. Uh, I guess I haven't narrowed that down yet, but huddle next to some people, sing some songs, hopefully see some goals. Is it a 7 p.m.? I think it's like five. Okay. Yeah, I haven't yeah. I haven't figured out wh- I, I yeah, want to go to Allianz soon. I haven't figured out if I'm gonna try to go to the opener or not, but I'm excited for you, Justin. Um, Nashville, right? The MLS does love their chances this, this, uh, season. So yeah, they, they have them coming in it, the same people that said we suck. Uh, a lot of them are, are very high on them moving to the West and just inserting themselves in the top four. So some people think they're going to win the West, but fourth is the lowest finish that was given by MLS.com. And lots, and most of, lots of, of seconds. Yeah, lots of seconds, right? Like pretty much everyone everyone thought they would finish second. So that's, uh, yeah. I mean. So I guess we'll see, right? This will be another good yeah. test, right? Philly was a great first first opportunity. We've got Nashville at home. Let's see what we, let's see what we can do. Right on. Well, before we go, just a shout out to a couple of listeners. TK, you've always been there for us. Uh, thank Thank you for all the support over the years. I guess I don't know exactly when you started listening, but I, I started noticing you giving us shouts out, shout outs on Twitter uh, for a while now. So shout out TK. Even if we don't agree on the jerseys, we definitely are glad that you're here. And then shout out to Ben, who uh, gave us some nice advice on some enhancements we could make to the kit episode next year. That's noted, Ben. And we'll 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 see what we can do. We'll see what we can do. And then just final, hey, congrats to our buddy Alex of the Dummy Run. He's engaged. I would say congrats to your wife as well. Or yeah, sorry, your, your fiance. Congratulations. I would say congrats to your fiance as well, but I, I don't know her. I've never met her or talked to her. <laughs> I guess I've technically never met you, Alex, but I feel like I have from all the podcasts listening and talking. And you've been on this show before. So yeah, congrats, yeah, congrats man. Congrats, Good job. Uh, what about shout out to Jeremy Rushing for his new soccer website, right? Oh, yeah. Was it Soccer MN? Soda uh, Soccer. So, so, soda, soda Soccer. So, sorry. Soda Soccer. Yeah. yeah. Got some good stuff. S-O-T-A Soccer. Yeah. At Soda Sock. S-O-T-A-S-O-C on Twitter. Or SodaSoccer.com. He is so much cooler than I am. 
Not on, not only is he abbreviating Minnesota to soda, which I could have probably figured that out, but <laughs> soccer to sock. Yep. That's awesome. Such an overachiever, but in all the best ways. Go chase those dreams, man. All right. Anyone got anything else? Now this was fun, guys. I'm I'm excited for the season, right? Like we get to finally talk about games. We don't have to keep pontificating about what's going to happen. Oof. We can actually just Oof. we can always that would we just be in it, we just be in the decisions. You uh, you stuck your head in a thesaurus in the off season, didn't you? Pontificating. It's <laughs> a great word. Oh I love yeah. It. Oh yeah. Totally. Now I'm good. I'm excited to be back. It's uh, it should be good. I'm uh, I'm excited to see where this season takes us. So, may uh, you know if you guys uh, are checking into uh, post loons in the near future, you might uh, you might hear slash see me in a couple episodes. Who knows? I think I think that we'll be on this show before you're on post loons again, though. That's true, but you know it's good to build up the hype. That's what I think. Sure thing. It's, uh... All right. Peace out and pot on your loons. Peace. Peace out. Pot on your loons. Pot on your loons. See ya. Peace. Bye, everybody. (laughs) 